just fine. Catch you when you fall. Be there when you call. It's never too much. I got you real tall. I'm Tania Carr and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Here at Real Talk, we create space for authenticity, awareness and making a positive impact on the world around us. Real talk, real people, real stories. Ngā mahi nunui ki a koutou nou mai hoki mai ki te kaupapa kōrero Real Talk. I'm Tania Carr, and today it is my honour to share this kōrero from the man Dallas Adams. Dallas took the stage for us again at our Real Talk event in Ōtaki, at short notice I might add. Now Dallas is a health and well-being coach who specialises in addictions and he speaks openly and truthfully highlighting his experiences in adversities and how he overcame them. He is also a mental health advocate who understands the importance of being aware of the challenges that happen in everyday life. His true passion is helping rangatahi to tap into their own strengths and skill set to make a positive impact in their lives. It is with the greatest pleasure that I introduce Dal Boy to share his story with us. Namahi o te wā nei ki a koutou katoa, ko tai mai i tēnei hui tapu ko ai au e tū nei, ko tangiriro te maunga, ko taupo nui atia te moana, ko tūwhare toa te iwi, ko te arua te waka, ko ngātihi kairo te hapu, ko Dallas Adams tōki ingoa. Uh, yeah. Kia ora, my name's Dallas and uh, it's, it's humbling to be here right now to be amongst people who who want to help our rangatahi in the community and across our motu. Uh, one, one of the main reasons why I do what I do in the rangatahi space is to provide a connection of hauora and what that looks like. I will share that in my kōrero. I uh, just want to acknowledge the whare here and, and the sponsors as well. Uh, for bringing this kaupapa together at this time. Uh, kia ora. Oh, yeah. So in the first slide, uh, to the left one, it's my old man and myself. Um, my dad, his name is Edward Adams. Uh, that picture depicts him loving me the way he could, um, even though he had a lot of addictions in his life. Uh, so what I'm saying is he was surrounded by drugs and alcohol, uh, and that's what I was surrounded by at that time. But he made sure that we were protected as much as we were at that time. And then on the other picture is my brother, Iruira Adams, um, one of my siblings. And that's it. Splash Planet. I don't know if you know Splash Planet. There was fancy ceiling back then. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, we wanted to, well, we got forced actually, we got forced to do that pose. But I don't know it will represent to what I'm doing today, which is exercise and stuff like that. Uh, that's me at five years old. I don't know what that thing in the middle is. <laughs> it's meant to be a rocket, but I thought it was a rocket. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, they don't look like a rocket, that looks like something else. Uh, so, yeah, I had my first big birthday 
during my childhood years, and uh, something significant happened at that time, and that was uh, when my first sexual abuse um, happened. It was actually at that birthday, and uh, that sexual abuse took place um, in a poverty-stricken area in, in Camberley, who, you know, Paris, just want to acknowledge, you know, you went to that kura, so did I, I went to Camberley Primary. Uh, Camberley Primary was an escape route for me, uh, only because of the abuse that took place at that time. So sexual abuse took place from the age of five, I was five in that picture, right up to the age of 10 or 11. And uh, at that time, I didn't quite understand what, what was happening. And, and it was hidden. And it was a whanau member. Um, it, was, it was an uncle who was well-trusted uh, in the whanau. And that was why it was hidden for so long. When the sexual abuse took place, it really brought a lot of um, shame and guilt and, and confusion as to why it happened to me. Like, I didn't understand it. And uh, I just want everyone to know that it's still happening to this day. And just to make sure your whanau and your loved ones are protected. So during my childhood years, uh, that's all a mask. All that, you know, I loved my Māori culture and I loved who I was. But underneath all that, I was like mamai inside, like hurting, because it felt like I was living two worlds. Like, no one knew of the abyss that was going on. And I had to, like, try and get by in life live every day, wake up every day and, and, and do the best that I possibly could because I didn't know any other way to, to cope with my, with my trauma because that's what it was. It was trauma and it was abuse. So there's my old man again. Um, that's a pivotal moment in my life. Basically... At that age and in that era, I was addicted to all the drugs and addicted to alcohol for nearly 20 years. And that was my medicine at the time. That was my way of coping with life and, and trying not to hit, hit rock bottom. But eventually I did hit rock bottom and throughout my teenager years, I attempted suicide, not once, not twice, but three times. Uh, each time that I tried to do that, um, it was like a, a cry for help. It was like, yeah, I didn't want to be here anymore, but I also wanted help like, because I didn't want to be here. So... Yeah, I made a promise to my old man because he, he um, passed away suddenly in 2014. Um, he went to go and go diving with his mate to bring home some kai moana, and then he, his mate came to the surface, but my old man didn't. And then he went missing for like 
24 hours and that's when I was like, I started to think like, shit, I don't, I, I want my dad back. And when we found him, or when the police found him, uh, I think that really, really helped me understand life and what it meant. Uh, because when someone you love so much passes away, it's either going to make you or break you, because um, people grieve in different ways. And majority, they keep, they get through life, but some they yeah they just hit rock bottom and go backwards and and find it hard to get out of it. Um, sorry, that's my phone. Ignore that. <laughs> it's not part of this, by the way. Uh, yeah, so we found Dad, gave him a good tonguey and everything like that. Um, and then before we shut the lid on him with the coffin, uh, I made a promise to him, and there was um, that I'll make him proud. And then after I said that, I gave him a hongi, and then they shut the lid. So fast forward to what I'm up to at the moment. These are my main people in life. My mum, and then my brother, and then the youngest brother behind me, and then there's my niece at the top. Bane, Fanaungatanga, Aroha, that's what they represent. And I believe that to get by in life, you need to be connected to your loved ones. It doesn't have to be just Fano, it can be anyone that you're connected to. Just find someone who you think is going to be there every day of your life. And then this led to my other whānau, <laughs> E45. So <laughs> E45, what was that? That's like um, a community-driven kaupapa around exercise, but also mental health. And then when the owners of the gym that I attend, they found out what my story was and why I do what I do, I didn't do it for my physical health, I actually did it for my mental health. They, they really, really were touched by it. And they wanted to just surround me with all the support that they could. And um, yeah, and it's, I love, I love exercising, eh? Because it brings this, it brings what, what's happened to me today. So I was the very first member to sign up at E45 Hastings. Uh, in May 2018, and the first, you know, to I'm pretty much nearly at 2,000 classes over five years, so I've done over 1,974 um, sessions. And what I've figured out during that period of five years is that to be consistent, you have to be disciplined, and to be disciplined, you have to know your purpose. And my purpose was to look after my mental health so that I could be strong in my physical health. And I couldn't do any press-ups or anything like that at the time. Like I, could, I couldn't even do one press-up. Now I can do like 50 in a row. But I'm not going to do it now. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, finally, I believe exercise is the best medicine because it 
brings that discipline out of you in all other areas of life. So if you're really physically well, you're going to do well in other areas in life as too. So, uh, yeah, even if it's just walking or something like that, doing something active every day is going to help with your mental health, but also help those who you surround yourself with. And it's also going to delay you going to the doctor or anything like that. You know, I don't want to get the gout and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> My old man had the gout and all the diabetes and stuff. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. So that's my other reason why I, I do what I do. Um, which, you know, is my before and after photos. Um, me at my heaviest, and then me today. Uh, yeah, I just love what, just what exercise can do in somebody's life. So that's my main focus, my main delivery message in this corridor is to look after your, your physical health, because it's going to help with your mental health. So this was my very first marathon, um, Great Wall of China, back in 2018. Yep, that's a Coke. That Coke, <laughs> that Coke saved my life. Um, apparently, athletes have it like near the end of the, the marathon just to give their sugar spike. And that's why these other people with Cokes as well. So that... That pivotal moment in my life was pretty cool because it opened up my eyes to the world and what, what you can achieve um, in your own journey. So it's not about winning the race, it's more about doing, you know, just staying in your lane and, and do the best that you can. So that led into my, my mahi and, and my, my hauora sector, so I became a health coach, health and wellbeing coach for Health Hawks Bay. Uh, just being a mental health advocate in the community where I live, which is Hastings and Napier. So I, I help people in Hawke's Bay, um, in the prisons and stuff like that. Because um, I can connect with them as well, with the abuse that they have in their lives and, and the traumas that they go through. Uh, and that led to where I met with this mahi. So this is my current mahi, Te Rangihaia Oranga Trust. Um, it's a Hawke's Bay Gambling Harm and Addiction Service. Uh, so, yeah, we cover gambling, but we also cover drugs and alcohol addictions. I'm currently doing my papers to become a addictions counsellor, so I'm two, two years into that space, uh, just to provide a framework in my mahi and what I love doing, which is helping people. I believe that my calling is to help people in life, uh, and that's why I love it. I, I believe if you find... Any mahi that's meaningful, go for it. Do something that you're good at and go for it. And this is my favourite proverb or whakatauki. Uh, tamatū, tamaoro, tamanoho, tamamate. Um, he who remains healthy, remains active, they live. Whilst ones who become sick, we know what that means. So that message is to start really looking after yourself in the whole order space and stick to it. And it doesn't have to be anything hard out like CrossFit or anything like that. Just do something simple and do it well. No reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa.
Real Talk could be coming to a town near you, so check out the Real Talk website, www.realtalknz.co.nz or follow us on our Instagram at real underscore talk underscore nz to find out where we'll be next. I got you real talk.